Hi, my name's Sean Shaler. That's my friend Chris Ford, a.k.a. The Objective Geek. And we'd like to interrupt your day for this breaking, maybe not actually real news, but possibly <laughs> just rumors announcements. And also because we're both very busy and we can't record tonight and this conveniently popped up in front of us. It was thrown in our faces. So we're going to do a short, a short form podcast this week, maybe even very short. Uh, but Chris picked up or heard about or saw, and probably everybody in the world but me has already seen this, but a rumor pertaining to the Netflix live-action uh, Avatar The Last Airbender series. And we thought it'd be fun to read and react to it here uh, in a timely fashion for once. That's pretty exciting. Yeah, we're very on time. We're like... extremely... We're working right now at our normal <laughs> jobs. That's how on time we're doing this. This is how committed we are, people. We do this for you all. And also because it was convenient. Oh, it was <laughs> extremely convenient. Well-timed Avatar news. We needed you right now. When the world needed them most. Uh, anyway, so the news. <laughs> yeah, so our last bit of news that we got, well, it was a big news that we got from the Netflix series, was that Mike and Brian were no longer part of it. They were no longer showrunners. That was huge, terrible news that so I hated. It was a pretty big deal, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but now comes some new news given to us from the website, the Illuminerde, which is actually a pretty cool name. Yeah, it's um, catchy. But it says, according to them, their sources, I don't know who the Illuminerde is. Honestly, never heard of them. So take this news with a grain of salt, like everything else. We're, we're going to put it in, it, like, squarely in rumor territory, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but it seems plausible. So <laughs> it says, the new showrunner has been chosen, and it is Albert Kilm. I don't know who that person is. Had to uh, look him up. He's worked on things such as Nikita. You hear about that show on the CW. Um, Sleepy Hollow. You heard us? You heard of Sleepy Hollow? It was yeah. on Fox. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, he's worked on a couple other shows, um, but I'm, pretty much those are the two biggest things. I'm googling him right now to see how excited or not excited I am. I hadn't seen this earlier. <laughs> Chris is reading this to me fresh. Albert Kim, IMDb. Yeah, Sleepy Hollow, that's familiar. I actually do like Nikita. Um, I wouldn't say I'm a huge fan, but I like it. What I else? hear good things about Sleepy Hollow. Everyone who's watched Sleepy Hollow raves about it. ESPN Hollywood, I've never heard of that one, but it seems no like I that. would have. It looks like a series, even. Anybody out there familiar with ESPN Hollywood, tell us what that's about. Um, hey, that is... I don't, so I don't know nearly as much. I, if you know, you know, 80% of how the industry works and stuff from the fan side or 90, I don't want to short you. <laughs> I know two or three percent. Is it normal for this long of a lag? Because it feels like that. It feels like Brian and Mike left a long time ago. Um, I wouldn't think this is normal. I would have thought that this news, I would have thought that a new show were on Runaway would announced like maybe a month or so after maybe not even that long after, because they already had people kind of working on it, and they were they were already kind of past it, <laughs> in, in a sense. Um, so I thought a new showrun would have been announced within three to six weeks, something like that. Uh, so based on Nikita, and I'm, I'm vaguely familiar with Sleepy Hollow, and those are both well-liked, I think that's fair to say. I looked into ESPN Hollywood because I was confused, and it, the description in IMDb is just half-hour nightly sport and entertainment news program from 2005 to 2006. <laughs> it makes it sound like it was covering Hollywood-specific sports. I don't know what that entails, but it's uh, it was not popular. Let's put it that way. It's not popular. 
What a weird show. And then the, the other one is Leverage. That's another one I've yes. not heard of. Oh, it's well reviewed. Um, interesting about Albert Kim is that he is Asian. Um, or that he looks at your creation. <laughs> um, Chris went to Ancestry.com. He verified it. Don't worry about it. Yes, I, yeah, I did that much notes. Um, and as, as a, it would be nice if, if Brian and Mike weren't doing it. I guess it would be nice to have a, an Asian uh, be the showrunner because after her last Airbender takes huge, huge influences from Asian culture. And so that would be uh, pretty appropriate to have uh, an Asian uh, creator helming the series. So that part of the news, that's not the only news, Sean. That's part one of the news. That oh, part okay. of the news, I'm kind of fine with. I, yeah. I mean, based on what little I know and have here, I said those other three shows all seem very well liked. So cool. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, the other part of the news that is um, more controversial, shall I say, is that they are aging up. According to this, they are aging up the characters. Um, Aang will still be 12 which you would think they would have aged them up. But they're kind of flipping Katara and Sokka, having Katara as the older one, and her being 16, um, and, and Sokka being uh, 14, which is, uh, that's weird for a lot of reasons. But why? Because... <laughs> I'm sorry, you weren't finished yet, but still, why? Why would, why? <laughs> if I had to guess, it was, it was, I don't. <laughs> My okay. guesses are, are that it, you know it creates more of that teen drama instead of that tween drama. I guess because then you can do I don't know the love, interests, teenage stuff that teenagers are into. I guess. Ugh. <laughs> Feelings disgusting. Um, no, you why is I'm sorry. Are you actually done with the whole news piece? Can I continue? That is complaining. Continue. Continue. Okay. Yeah, that's the. I don't think of all the things that we have talked about, at least you and I, uh, you know what, first and foremost, let's readdress. Again, just rumor from site that we're not familiar with. So, you know, whatever. But in all the things that you and I have talked about wanting to see in this, uh, this was not one of them. And I don't like it because it means they're doing things that my brain (laughs) doesn't want to consider as possibilities. Um your explanation makes makes enough sense, uh, <laughs> I guess, but I don't know that I like that as a direction for the series, I suppose. Well, and the thing I hate about this is that it pulls Katara and Aang further apart, right? I can, I can, I can see like a 12 year old, well not, it's, I can imagine a 12, I can comprehend a 12 year old and a 14 year old uh, dating, you know, once that 12 year old becomes 13 and she becomes 15, I don't know, things are just, there, there's a certain, like, oh, well, when are their birthdays? They could be two years apart. They could be a year and three months apart. They could be two years and, anyway, there was, they could just be somewhere between, <laughs> you know, 18 months to, to, and it's much right easier <laughs> to wrap your mind around. Like I can remember twelve-year-old yeah. me having a crush on fourteen-year-old, or I guess oh, yeah. two grade mm-hmm. older people. Yeah, easy peasy. But like sixteen, this this is. I saw a meme of like Anakin percent. from. I saw a meme of Anakin Skywalker from The Phantom Menace, <laughs> and uh, and Natalie Portman <laughs> from The Phantom Menace saying this is Angatara's relationship. 
I don't want to delve into the whole <laughs> in the Star Wars house. thing too far, but Natalie Portman is one of my favorites and uh, just of, of all time, and that still hurts me to think about that yeah. that whole ugh. So the reason why I think this is fairly plausible is because Mike and Brian left for a reason, all right, and it wasn't a small reason. They would have been able, and they even said in their um, explanation, or they even said it in their announcement they were leaving that you know they could work with small changes here and there but they they wanted to keep the spirit of the show the show and this could definitely be one of those things that that broke them that made them leave i think and, it hurts uh, too much of one of our favorite things about avatar and i'm willing to at least guess on your behalf here is that we have tremendous uh connection with the characters uh for very specific well-developed reasons and this sort of seems to chip away at the foundation of that. It's like, all right, we're going to take this character you like, and, and now she's 16, and that's <laughs> going to create different family dynamics, different relationship dynamics, like all these well-crafted, yeah. beautiful characters <laughs> that we know and love and that draw people to this series. Uh, so, yeah, I'm probably overreacting a little bit, but, I mean, it's one of the biggest draws of the story being told is these it, tremendous characters. It does change so many things, especially that it not only changes Katara's relationship with Aang greatly, it changes Katara's relationship with Sokka. Mm -hmm. Like so much of what informs Sokka is this myth that him as the older brother uh, must be the protector of the whole village and and everything, must protect everyone. Um, And and that doesn't happen, right? Now he's like the little brother, right? There's a different dynamic there. It's a huge difference, yeah. Uh, I mean, how would your family be different, Chris, if you and your older siblings suddenly, like, all right, you're big brother now and they're little. How does that change? Everything. Oh, it, it, it changes everything about you. <laughs> everything. Like, the way, the way, the where you rank at amongst your siblings changes. Yeah, it changes absolutely um, everything. The mere and now fact Katara, that they, like, go ahead. Well, I'm just even if it even if it did work out because it still could like we could still watch it we could still love it if there was no hope of that why would I watch it? Um, and but I'm going to because I have hope. Um, that's what the series taught me. But the fact that they are are willing to sort of undercut is I guess it's very worrisome. The fact that they're willing to make that type of change at all is very nerve wracking or concerning. No. Uh, but I'm I'm gonna put this. <sighs> Um, I would say Avatar News, which is a Twitter site that I follow, um, claims that they have some type of a confirmation to, I think, either confirm or deny this at some point. Um, so I'll, I'll, you know, check on that. But we haven't had any news in a long time. I'm pretty sure sure the show is going to happen because Netflix would be stupid not to do any version of this show, no matter good or bad, because it'd be a weird what... point to turn back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this seems uh, fairly plausible to me. I don't know. Things are. We well, we should have gotten more news by now, and uh, this seems like some fairly plausible news. Seems like a fairly plausible reason why Brian and Mike would leave. Um, In yeah. a pure yeah. business sense, is that is that the the right target market? You know, catering to teens over younger children. Because in my mind, the target I, market is twenties to forties, right? People that pay bills and I would, I would think so. I would, I would think in in Hollywood exec minds or whoever are saying that like adults and teenagers can't relate to a small kid as well as they could um, teenagers. And so I could see that being um, a, a business choice. I have no, I have no issue. Not that I agree with that. that. 
I, I have no issue validating the idea that like as far as target market for, for Netflix, you know, our age people, a very wide range around us of ages, but essentially our age of people um, and maybe teens having more appeal or an old, a slightly yeah. older group of children having more appeal, at least opening avenues for a little more older drama. I, I don't know. It pisses me off either way. I'm just trying to be positive. <laughs> but I mean... Again, no matter what, no matter if the show sucks or not, we always have the original. So we always have that, the, uh, I'm going to watch this regardless. I have Netflix. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to probably watch it twice regardless, unless it is just utterly piss. I will <laughs> watch it once with you, and yeah, if it's good, I'll try it again in sort of a more hindsight approach, and if it's garbage, I'll just get really mad. I <laughs> What's, uh, what did they say in Community in the there's there's this is a full circle thing, but there's an episode of Community where the FBI comes to campus because like as like Joe Biden is visiting or something like that, <laughs> yeah. and so then the weird. secret the secret agent um is kind of hitting on Abed and back and forth, but one of them like yeah. pulls the burned copy of Avatar out of his bag, and I can't remember what he says, <laughs> um something oh, like where were you oh, three gosh. weeks ago, but I don't remember what the what the kicker was. Yes, yeah. it was it was um. Because they they were they were like in a, in a race way suspecting Abed of things because he is Middle Eastern descent. Yeah, and then he searches backpack. He's like, all I found was a bootleg copy of the Last Airbender. We could arrest him on that, or we could take him in on that. And Abed was like, where you were when I watched it, or something like that. It's, his um, line is, "Where were you three weeks ago?" But I don't yeah. remember what their line was to make it so damn funny. But something like that. Yeah. Anyway, full circle. The FB, the female FBI agent is Denise from Scrubs. Oh, she's hilarious. She's uh, she's great. I love her in Scrubs. Um, after I love Scrubs her in Scrubs canceled. season eight. I don't like yeah, her in Scrubs oh, season eight. She's so okay. My favorite line is when like JD and Turk are with this patient who's dying, like who's gonna die in a day, right? And Denise is like hard hitting, no emotions and everything. And JD and Turk are in there talking to him and stuff. Things are getting a little emotional. And she walks in there. She's like. Oh wow, you guys are like really sad in here. Like, um, did you all draw three of you guys have your periods at the same time? <laughs> have you have you synced your periods or something? Synced your menses? Yeah, I forgot she delivers. Oh my gosh, I'm sorry, I'm butchering the joke. Uh, no, she it's, is. It's a great. tremendous line. Um, and then she's she's in the show after that called um, Happy Endings, which is a great show. I highly recommend that show as well. I've not, uh, I'm not familiar with that show. And I actually wasn't familiar with this until just yesterday when Heather and I were trying to decide, we're like, this lady looks really familiar. And we looked it up and you know, it's like one episode. So small, small yeah. part of IMDb. Anyway, great in seasons uh, like seven and eight or whatever two she's in that yeah, are not. Joan is her name. What's that? I think Joan is her name. No, it's Denise. Denise. Joan is just what JD calls her from Fats Alive. Right. Yeah. No. That's funny. Um, <laughs> Okay, I diverted too far, but that was it. It's okay. It's related. Community scrubs, random comedy or random pieces of comedy. Chris, final final thoughts, final reaction notes. On this. Um, I don't I don't like I I'm fine with the showrunner, if that's who they chose. He seems to have delved into some fantasy. He is of Asian American descent, so that checks off enough. I would have picked someone different. Um, probably would pick someone from the show, like John Carlo Volpe, which I haven't heard a lot from him lately. Um, and um, as for the age rumor, I hate that. 
burn it. Yeah. Burn that part. I hate, I feel I hate like it. Poor Giancarlo. They probably were like, well, we were considering him. And then we watched that one episode that he directed. And we're like, nah. He's <laughs> 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 like, but I directed episodes of the finale. <laughs> no, no. You directed Great Divide. You're the They're Great like, Divide no, guy. No, we didn't, we didn't even get that far, kid. We just we got to hear him like, oh, God, I'll, turn it off. Yeah. I reassured him, though, that the directing Great Divide is good. It's the writing. Yes. Not, not his fault. John Carlo, we're here for you, buddy. Um, <laughs> oh, thanks, Chris, for bringing up this uh, half, uh, half acceptable, half disappointing n- potential news slash rumor um, as a very convenient way to get an on-time recording in for once. <laughs> I appreciate it. Everybody else, let us know your thoughts. Or if you see other, see other random rumblings and stuff on Twitter, we'd love to hear about it down in the comments. Uh, we always like keeping in the know with that stuff. Or when I yeah. say that, I mean Chris likes keeping in the know, and I like him to vet through the information that's pertinent and deliver it to yeah. me. That's all I got. All thank right, you. That was the last one. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much. It's been Avatar: The Last Podcasters. That's Chris, aka Objective Underscore Geek, and my name's Sean. We will be back with regularly scheduled programming next week. Thank you guys very much.